0: The Giro d'Italia has been run and won. Colombian Egan Bernal taking out the honours. I think he led from go to woe. One man who would know that is SBS cycling guru, Matty Keenan. He joins us. Am I right? Did he go from start to finish?
1: Not quite. He seemed did. He seemed started <laughs> okay, in the wrong. pink jersey. Right, that's, what,
0: that's why you're the expert No, I'm not. Okay, I've got that wrong. <laughs> uh,
1: he, he took the jersey from stage 9 out of 21, so it was more than halfway. It was okay. an impressive performance.
0: Um, why does he win it? Is it a team thing? Is he just... I know he's won the, the Tour de France and the like, so why did he win it?
1: Uh, it's a little bit of both. So he had a super strong team around him, and they did a brilliant job. Could have won it with a weaker team? Maybe, but it would have been a lot tighter. The guy who finished in second place, Damien Caruso, ended up at around about a minute and a half behind, mm-hmm. and the team would be close to at least a one-minute difference in support of Egan Bernal. So it helps a lot. Simon Yates, third yeah. place from Bike Exchange, he wasn't going to challenge.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, Simon Yates. So that's the Australian team, the Australian Bike Exchange, yeah. is that right? So t- tell us a bit about them. I mean, for, I mean, obviously, uh, cycling aficionados and, uh, and people who know the sport would understand that. Explain to me the Australian Bike Exchange and how they've c- come to be a uh, a team
1: in the in the Tours. Well, I'm sure you By know the name Jerry Ryan. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Jerry Ryan, who owned the horse American, who won the yeah. Melbourne Cup. Yeah, yeah. He's been on the board of the St Kilda Football Club. Yeah. He was behind the start of the Melbourne Storm. He's J Caravans. Yes. And if you've ever seen the Walking with Dinosaurs, he was the guy behind the technology for Walking with Dinosaurs. Um, he's the one who started it. And how he got into cycling was in 1991. He had his factory out in Dandenong. And Warrigal's not too far away from Dandenong. Dandenong. Warragul is where Cathy Watt came from. Yep. And somebody came to him in 1991 and said, we need some support funding this woman in a bid to go to the Olympics. So he helped fund Cathy Watt in 91 to go to the Olympics where she won a gold medal. From that moment on, he was bitten by the bike bug. He he also he grew up in Bendigo, which is a mad teen cycling town. And then he had sort of smaller teams. He funded the Victorian Institute of Sport. Then he funded the Australian Institute of Sport. And then he went to the tour one year, I think it was in two thousand and ten. And all the team cars are going across the finish line in Paris. And there's a Dutch flag, there's a French flag on the car, there's a Russian flag on the car. And Jerry said there's got to be an Australian flag on the car. Hmm. Two years later, the Green Edge team was born and they're at the Tour de France.
0: Okay. So Green Edge is now Australian bike exchange.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it started as Green Edge because they didn't have a sponsor. Yep. So it was you know it was the inheritance for Jerry's kids that was being to get the funding up for the team. <laughs> and then he has various sponsors on board. But a lot of the a lot of the sponsors on board at the moment are Jerry's businesses. Last year, the team was called Mitchelton Scott. Yep. And he owns Mitchelton Winery. That's Jerry Ryan as well. Wow. So it's a, it's a Jerry Ryan uh, venture.
0: Yeah, certainly. Is, is it expensive to have a team? Uh,
1: probably costing around about 18 million euros per year what? to run a, run a team in the middle of the range. Uh, what's that? Australian dollars. That's probably about twenty-six million dollars.
0: Fair income. Mm. So, do they pay the riders?
1: Yeah, absolutely, they do. Yeah. Wow. So the prize money's not very big in cycling, but they all get a wage. So there's a sense of security. You look at as Roland Garros on at the moment. You look at the tennis, and you see the the winner gets this massive paycheck, but the people that lose in the first round, they still get they still get plenty of money. Yeah. But they've they've got to pay for all their own travel, their hotels, their uh, they've got to pay for their own coach. They've got to pay for their masseuse or any of that sort of stuff. When you're on a cycling team, all that's taken care of. Plus, you get a salary. The prize money is not as good as what it is with tennis or golf, but there's a bit more security.
0: Matty Keenan, our guest on Sporting Goss, so we're talking about the Giro d'Italia, which ended last night, and Egan Bernal from Colombia taking the honours of course in the Ineos Grenadiers team. It- When when we talk about um, the teams that ride, and there would be riders that don't get a mention, aren't significant players, don't lead the pack anywhere, don't win stages, aren't in the uh, whatever. Uh, Are there some average riders in it, or is every single rider in these tours, are they all bona fide, outstanding, long-distance cyclists?
1: Well, they're all amongst the top few hundred cyclists in the world. And, you know, it's a pretty big market. So to be in that top few hundred is really impressive. Mm. Let's take a Western Australian, for example, Michael Storer. Yep. He would hardly have gotten a mention in any other commentary with the exception of the Australian commentary and perhaps the English commentary because you're drawn to writers that you can relate to. So, the, you know, the Anglo-Saxon crew, the, the British commentators probably mentioned him a few times. But we hardly ever saw him because he was sitting in the peloton directly in front of their team leader, Roman Bardet. He did a brilliant job on the last stage in the mountains, Michael Storer. He got a fair few mentions there. But up until then, his work goes largely unseen. But he's helping the team get the success that they're after. And I heard an awesome quote recently about JFK going to NASA. He went to visit NASA and he was walking the corridors and he bumped into somebody who was the janitor cleaning the floors and he said so what are you doing here and the janitor said i'm helping put a man on the moon so everybody in the team has got their role <laughs> to play
0: very true now when is the tour de france and what happens next i, I was going to say to you surely you can put the queue back in the rack for a little while take a night off take an early morning off and chillax but you told me that you're you're back at it you're back at the wheel today
1: tonight We're we're straight back into it so from the Giro d'Italia, the next big focus for the cycling world is the Tour de France. Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of riders who are doing the Tour de France that obviously haven't done the Giro d'Italia, so they need some racing too. So, kicking off last night in France is a race called the Criterium of Dauphinate. It's an eight-stage race, and I'll be commentating that tonight on SBS. And, and, you know, looking forward to it. So, it makes it... Turns out, I think it works out at 29 or 30 days of consecutive commentary on on bike races, Mm -hmm. but... You know, I get to sit in front of a TV monitor, Tim, and talk about bike racing. It's not too hard. No,
0: nah, it isn't hard. But we're very, very lucky with what we do. And so just when does the Tour start, the Tour it's de France?
1: 26th of June, it's, and it's 21 stages. So it goes across – it spans across four weekends. So to give it some context in how long the Tour de France is, Tour of Italy is the same, likewise Tour of Spain. It's four weekends, so that's four rounds of football you think how much can happen in four rounds of football. Yes. A lot.
0: It does. It does happen a lot. Yeah. Mate, you're a legend. You are the marathon man when it comes to commentary uh, with SBS <laughs> in regards to the, uh, the cycling, of course. So on air tonight on SBS, where, what's the name of the event again?
1: The Criterium de Dauphiné. Okay. And what time so is like it? To, I'll give you a little... Yeah. It starts at, oh, I think we're on air at about 10.20 or 10.30. Okay. Um, in terms of a lot of the bike races yeah. are being started by newspapers. So the Tour de France was started by a newspaper, Le Auto. It was printed on yellow paper. That's why the jersey is yellow. Gotcha. The Tour de was started by La Gazette de la Sport, which is on pink paper. That's why the jersey there is pink. <laughs> and the Criteria du Dauphiné was started by a newspaper called Dauphiné Libéré. So it's the newspaper for the Alpine region in France.
0: You're a freak. I love all that sort of stuff. That's the crazy stuff I like, mate. Appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you on SBS Good tonight. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Tim. Good on you, mate. There's Matty Keenan. He's the guru and he joins us uh, regularly on The Sporting Goss. We'll keep up to date with him ahead of the Tour de France. And when it starts, and he'll just take our call and do it for nothing because he's a good man. That is Matty Keenan. This is The Sporting Goss.